Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh, my God. Game analysis. Touchdown, Badgers. Ring one up. And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us and on Wisconsin. Welcome to the premiere episode of the Bucky Report. We are your hosts, Rajiv and Justin. Super excited, guys, to drop our brand new podcast. Justin and I have been talking about this uh, for quite a while now. Um, you know, we're really pumped to do something different. Obviously, you guys all know us from Locked On Badgers, a place that we are not leaving. We are definitely going to be part of that still. Ryan Herrings does a fantastic job, and I want to just say thank you first to him. Without what Ryan Herrings did for us and and helping us build a platform for ourselves. We would, I certainly wouldn't have a, an opportunity to do this. Justin's obviously worked on this a lot longer and has been with Ryan. Um, but thank you, Ryan, for everything you've done for us. His show is fantastic. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to be on that show a lot. This is a little different thing for us, right? The Bucky Report is going to be more of a weekly, long-form podcast, maybe go like an hour, a little longer sometimes, deep dive into some games, kind of take all the news from the week and talk about it in one show. And then we might have some other potential drops throughout the week. Uh, but yeah, Justin, I'm super excited about this. This is great. We've been talking about this for a while. It's nice to get this off the ground, man. Yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, you know, we, you and I, I think the big thing was, is, you know, Ryan does such an amazing job with the Bucky cast and you and I love going on there with him, but he also likes to get in his other guests too. And every once in a while, Rajiv and I are like, man, I really wish I could jump on for another episode. And it's like, <laughs> He's got a tight schedule. So what we figured here is this gives us a little bit of an outlet for ourselves too. And we can bring Ryan in and some other guests and talk some more football here and just try to do it a little bit different than what Ryan's doing over at Locked On. We're going to be bringing Ryan over, like I said. Um, we may deep dive into some things, you know, go into larger sections of the season and stuff like that and kind of look at, you know, where the breakdowns are. But it gives us an opportunity to look into some of the topics where we can take a little bit longer time to really hash them out instead of the the half hour time constraints that that we're kind of locked into on locked on where we're it's the goal is to kind of go through everything quickly give you a quick rundown of how things are going we want to have the opportunity if there's a big topic like say something like you know realignment if we really want to dive into realignment we have that opportunity to do that in a in a place like this so and then there'll be some small one segment clips that we're going to be jumping out like Rajiv said which is gives us some small things where we can get some bullet points out there. Like we're going to be doing with our episode tonight. One of the things that Ryan <clears throat> it pushes really heavily on locked on is the community. And we want all of you guys to be part of the, our community as well here. So you can get in touch with us um, at the Bucky report on our YouTube channel. Certainly comment there. Uh, we're at the Bucky report on Twitter. So certainly, you know, send us DMs, anything you want to know, questions for the, the podcast, anything you feel like you want to talk about. We want to hear from you. We're definitely going to add a comments piece, right? So to every weekly show that we do, we definitely want to put up comments at the bottom of the screen, talk through some of your ideas. Now for the first few episodes, we're probably going to just record. Uh, but then after a while, I think we're probably going to go live as well. We love the live interaction on Locked on Badgers. Ryan does such a good job with bringing the community in. We want to try to do the same thing for our longer shows on the week and the weekends. Uh, for as far as timing goes, our first um, full show is going to be coming out on Monday after the Purdue game. So we're going to record on Sunday night and drop it on Monday. It'll probably be the same every week, right? So either Sunday night or Monday morning, our full show will come out. Certainly would encourage you all to listen to it and comment as much as you want. We want to hear from you. We want to know maybe if there's things you guys want to talk about, things that you would like us to cover, um, any questions you have, anything like that. We want it to be a very community-driven podcast, very similar to what Ryan does on Locked On, which 
we're super happy to be a part of and and, and thankful to him and proud that, that we've gotten to grow something of our own, uh, which is excellent. Anything else yeah. to add on the podcast, Justin? Yeah, just give us that feedback. You know, the good, the bad, what you like, you don't like, feel free to let us know. And it's definitely things that we'll take into account and kind of try and find our way here with the new format and go from there. Other than that, without further ado, I think we are going to dive into Rajiv and Justin's three big things for the Purdue game. So, you know, we were talking about some of the things we wanted to do for this, and we wanted to talk about some of the bullet point little segments that we wanted to do. And this was something I kind of brought up to you that I really like for an idea going into, you know, each week's game. Uh, just something quick, mm-hmm. roughly 10-minute segment where we just break down three things that we're looking for in this game that we think the team has to do in order to have a good showing going into that week's game. Um, it's not going to be super in-depth. We're going to kind of bullet point and each give our view of, of the, the things that we're hoping to see for each topic and, you know, go from there and give you guys a little bit of feedback. Feel, feel free to say what your thoughts are. If you want to say what your three things are, feel free to comment and let us know. But number one, diving into this, we need the offense to start fast. I, you know, I dove into the stats for this, and it's kind of jarring when you look at the passing stats. We have one pass play that was for more than 15 yards and one that was for more than 25 yards. It's the same play. It was the scramble pass to DK in the last game. That is the only pass that's been over 15 yards in the first quarter through three games. Yes. That was shocking to me which means like we have a very high completion percentage. Our rating is actually pretty good. And what that tells me is we are checking down a ton. We're not really pushing the ball down the field. And it probably is a part of the reason why our run game tends to struggle. Because once we open up the passing game and go downfield a little bit more, it seems like things open up a bit for us offensively. Why do you think Lago's being so – do you think he's just being conservative early in games? Like what's the what's the reasoning for it, you think? I, you know, it could be Longo. It could be also Mordecai feeling his way into the game a little bit where he's just not comfortable until he gets a feel for how things are playing with just taking shots. And I, that wouldn't shock me. Like this offense is still new to these guys. Like they're still, these are very early in their live reps. And so getting into a new game and kind of getting a feel for what the defense is doing and not wanting to take risks and potentially put yourself in a bad spot right off the bat. I get it. I think it's a bad idea, though, because what we're seeing is that we get too conservative and teams are kind of jumping on that a little bit. And we're like the Washington State game was a prime example. They came right at us and we kind of were afraid to 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 kind of counterpunch a little bit in that game. Yeah, you know, I agree. I mean, it's kind of frustrating because with the weapons that we have on this team, you would think that we would be a little more, you know, sort of bold to start faster. Um, I agree completely. I think we have to have a fast start and we have to have like I want to see big passing plays, too. Now I've said <clears throat> on another show, actually I did um, earlier today was I, I do really believe that running is going to be a big piece of this. And I think that our offense have of having a fast start is going to really be the offensive line taking control. We need to impose our will on this team. We've averaged 311 rushing yards against Purdue in our last five meetings, 311 rushing yards. This team historically we were able to run on Purdue. And I think we have to do that again. So fast start to me doesn't just mean passing offense. It also means offensive line imposing their will and Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi eating and getting yards early and frankly, just demoralizing their team. Mm-hmm. I see no reason why we have to placate to Purdue and, and play a, a conservative offense. We don't need to. Th- their defense 
is has looked really, really poor. I mean, really poor, it's especially their secondary. I talked to a Purdue guy this afternoon, and you know, he said the secondary is really underperforming, and that's how Syracuse and Fresno State were able to just carve them up. So we have to take advantage of that, but I still believe that, that run game is going to set up the passing. And we know we've talked a lot about the weapons with DK and Green and Pauling. It's, there has to be establishing that we have to establish the run game. Honestly, like coming into the season, how often did we talk about Braylon Allen and what he's going to do? And it's just, it's been a little underwhelming, but believe me, I have all the belief in the world that we are going to continue seeing six man boxes, even seven man boxes and start dominating them. And this is the perfect game to do that. We're kicking off the big 10 season. So this is a start to the season. It's a start to the Purdue game. It's a start to a huge road game at night, which I will be at. Can't wait to talk about that. We're going to be on locked on for the reaction show. I'm going to try to do from my phone, from the stadium reaction show, just to give some quick thoughts. Uh, but I'm really excited to see it. But yeah, look, this is huge. Like the offense has to start fast because Purdue's offense is going to bring it right. Hudson card yep. is not a guy like the other quarterbacks we faced this year. He's pretty good. And he's got a, he's very quick out of the pocket. Um, when he, when he escapes the pocket, he can run. He also opens passing lanes that way. He's a dangerous guy where they have dangerous receivers. We need to put up points and we need to put them up fast. Which brings us that topic to point number two, tighten up the secondary. For the love of God, we need to get rid of the big plays. We need to find ways to tighten things up. One of the things that I think is going to be far more likely this week is I think we're going to be playing a lot more zone. Uh, I think the numbers, if we took a deep dive into them, would probably be pretty startling, the difference between our zone coverage versus our man coverage. These, I just don't think we have the guys yet for, for us to be running, you know, playing cover one. We just, we don't, we don't have, we can't play man coverage. We're, we're getting beat. Whenever we get these rub routes, we're just getting, we're giving up big plays left and right. We have to find a way to lock that down. And I think we're going to see more of the traditional coverage that we used to play where most of these guys are comfortable. I think there was a reason to do it, playing a lot more man early on in the first three games of the non-con, because you had an opportunity to kind of get guys feet wet. You could get an opportunity to see what you actually have there. And then if it's not up to with snuff, then you can adjust back to what we're more comfortable with. But it, at least then you have an idea of what you're working with when it comes to that type of coverage. So going forward, I feel in the conference schedule here, we're going to see a lot more zone. We're going to be a, a little bit more conservative in the back end than what we've seen in the past or what we've seen this season be a little bit more comparable to what we've had in the past. And I think that that will benefit us. I think it will tighten it up. I don't think that this secondary is going to be what we expected it to be, which was going to be a, a very high in strength. We need them to tighten some things up as the season goes on. But if they can take a step in the right direction here and, and make card uncomfortable and just enough to let that pass rush get home, it will make all the difference in the world in this game. Yeah. I mean, we've <clears throat> coming into the season, we talked about safeties being a strength. We talked about Alexander Smith and Ricardo Holman being strengths and Smith is underwhelmed so far mm -hmm. and he has to turn it up, man. I mean, this guy, was a potential MVP of our defense coming into the season and he just hasn't been there. And I don't know if it's scheme. I'm not sure if, you know, maybe he's just not, you know, comfortable playing more man, but I agree. I think we're going to see some zone and what I'm like Purdue's rushing offense really hasn't been that great. Um, their offensive line has been a bit, a bit off. So if we play more zone, if we take safety back, like our, how is it going to affect our run game? Uh, the, the run the run game that Purdue's going to have. Are we going to give up yards? Is our defensive line good enough to hold up? 
um, against the rush against Maccabee and Tracy? And will they be able to get home on Hudson card? Now, the other thing about this game, which before the season started, we talked about like, you know, um, quarterbacks we're going to play. Well, this quarterback does have that escapability like Cam Ward. So we talk about tidying up secondary. That also includes tackling, right? Mm-hmm. Hudson, Hudson card's going to get out there and we can't miss tackles in space. And anytime you play Purdue, they spread the field better than most teams in the big 10. And if you miss tackles in space, we're going to have problems, right? So that mm-hmm. that's a big concern of mine, just in general with the secondary and with the defense, like, we have to make tackles because this mm-hmm. this offense is going to punish us if we don't. No, I, I agree completely. You know, it's one of those things that the defense takes a step forward. Like if we can just become solid on defense, it will change the outlook for this team going forward for the rest of the year. I think the offense will eventually start clicking, but the defense, if the defense can take steps, it really gives this team an opportunity to get to really play well the rest of the season. And, Honestly, I, I think they're in the catbird seat if they get to that point with the re- with everybody but Ohio State. Like if you if you can tighten up on offense and defense, I think we have the most talent. But yeah. they need to do those things. Yeah. So let's go to our third one, which is eliminate penalties. This has been a bit of a sore subject for us. Uh, a couple things. So first of all, we've had some face masks. We've had some you know issues like that. But honestly, the one that's most frustrating is formations, twelve mm-hmm. men on defense, like this. Those kind of procedural penalties. Look, the Big Ten's here now. All right, we had our state, we had our loss against Washington State, and yes, that derailed this potential undefeated matchup against Ohio State, and that's fine. But the Big Ten's here; it's a new season, right? Like we, our focus now is to win the Big Ten West, and we have to clean up procedural stuff. We can't be having twelve men on defense and illegal formations on offense, and not having seven men on the line. These things have to get fixed because inevitably you're going to either give up a big play on that twelve men on defense. Or you're going to have a big play on that illegal formation on offense, or or you know, um, lineman downfield, like all these procedural stuff. You're going to cost your team plays, and and we have to do that. And I'm going to add a little tick to this as well with the eliminate penalties. I'm also going to talk again about turnovers. Those have to be eliminated as well. I mean, and we did that against Georgia Southern, but that's Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. No other team that we play is going to just hand us six interceptions. So that turnover margin is not going to just. You know, yes, we're a plus one right now, but that's that's not really real based on who we played. That also has to be eliminated in this season, regardless of how you look at the, the schedule and you say, OK, yeah, there's not a ton of, of strength uh, you know, that we're going to play. We've got a fairly weak schedule. That's fine. And I agree with that. But if you have untimely, costly penalties and untimely, costly turnovers, I don't care if you're playing Illinois, Northwestern, Minnesota, you're there. You're going to lose the game. Yeah. And we have to tighten this stuff up because now the Big Ten season's here. And there's, there's frankly, Justin, there's no room, there's no room for error anymore. I feel like these teams, anything that we that we struggled with, we're going to get found out in this conference. And I know that some of these teams aren't great, and maybe we'll be able to cover up with more talent. But if we have any aspirations of still going ten and two, nine and three, these things have to get picked up. No, I agree completely, and that's kind of what I, the way I look at it. Like we, I like our talent compared to the rest of the West, but it's not the type of talent that we can look at it and take it for granted that we're going to just go ahead and and run roughshod over people. We can't open the door for the other teams in the conference to come in and take it from us by doing stupid things like having procedural penal- penalties and things like that. The, I think that's one of the things that I actually feel pretty good about is the fact that if you look at most of the penalties – they are stupid mental errors and gaffes. They're not post-snap things that are like major penalties where it shows a lack of discipline and stuff like that. It's it's boneheaded 
mental lapses where we need guys to just kind of clean it up and be good going forward. Um, we have it a couple of face masks, but bar that, there really hasn't been anything major that we've looked at defensively where it's like, man, that we have a couple of loose cannons or guys doing stupid things. We don't have targeting penalties that are hurting us. So it's procedural. For the most part, yeah, yeah. It's, it's simple little things, but it's adding up. And that's the, that's the reason. Like if you look at it right now, we're averaging about 50 yards a game in, in defensive penalties or in, in penalties in general, that's 50 yards are given to the other team. We have to stop that. Like look at it just this last game that we had, we talked about that, that big pass to DK was the only big one in the first quarter, which was followed up by a beautiful slant route to Ashcraft that got negated because, you know, Nelson was the fifth guy in the backfield. So if that doesn't happen, we likely probably go down and score on that because that was a huge play. I think he picked up like 20 yards on that catch, didn't he? Something like that, 15 or 20 yards. So it was a big play to have negated. So these are little things that if you get them out of the way, suddenly everything looks a lot crisper helps us get off to that start we're talking about that we're looking for and gives us the opportunity to kind of, you know, get out running on the other team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so look at the Purdue game. Let's talk about some score predictions a little bit here. Right. So um, for me, look, I think that Purdue's going to score points on us for sure. Um, I, I know that they have got a good offense. They've got Hudson card. They've got Maccabee and Tracy. They've got, receivers in uh, Yassine and Burks and Sheffield, all guys that are, that are capable against our secondary. So I'm calling 34, 24. I think that the reason that we win uh, by 10 is frankly, because Purdue's defense is pretty bad. I mean, it's really not good. And, and look, I want to see Tanner Mordecai have a great game because if he doesn't, and if we don't perform well from a passing game perspective against this secondary, I think that that means that the rest of the big 10 season is going to be harder than it needs to be still can be successful, but you know, hopefully we see it kind of like a coming out party a little bit yeah. for these receivers. Um, and, and I, I want to see, like I said, I want to see Braylon Allen and, and Ches Malusi just run through this Purdue line. Now their defensive line and their run stopping is actually one of the strengths of their team, but I, I absolutely believe that we can own them like we have in several years. So I'm calling 34, 24 to the Badgers um, game. The line is like six. So I'm, I'm taking the Badgers and laying the points. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think that we have this, I'm going to the game. I'm really excited. It's going to be a blackout over there. And so it's going to be night game at Purdue, not going to be easy. Uh, but in the end, our, our talent, I think is just going to, is going to win the game. Yeah. Interestingly, I was going to say 34, 34, 24 myself too. I'm going to go 31, 24. And the reason why I'm going to say that is, is we are playing at Purdue. So for me, I'm just going to say my, I think we sprint out early. I think we do get the lead and get comfortable, and then we just kind of coast to that the final of 31-24 with a late touchdown by Purdue to get it to that 24. Yeah, yeah. Well, so listen, guys, this is what we wanted to do tonight was drop a little teaser episode, kind of introduce you to the podcast and talk a little bit about the Purdue game. So look, uh, thank you for joining us, and, and we hope that um, you know we can c- continue to bring you good content. Let us know in the show notes, things that you want to see for the future. If you have ideas for segments, right? So like we're going to do the three big things. We're probably going to do some weekly superlatives, things like that. Anything else you, you feel like you want to kind of talk about, um, put in the, put in the YouTube comments and we're going to drop our uh, first full length episode Monday. It'll come out Monday after the Purdue game. Um, look for that. It'll be any, anywhere you get your, your, uh, podcast, right? So Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple, all that stuff. And then of course our show will be live on, not live, but recorded on YouTube. So thanks for joining us. Anything else, Justin, last thoughts? Nope. Thanks for listening, guys. On Wisconsin. All right, guys, take care.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin. Wisconsin.